Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, the 12th of August, 2020. Let's get right down to it. Is the Bible relevant? And what does that mean? Does the Bible make a difference in my everyday life? Is this some book for nerds or for really religious people? Or is this a book for everybody that's actually going to help me and help me in the things that affect my life the most, my job, my family, my closest relationships? Does this matter or is this just a bunch of, you know, theoretical stuff? These are important questions because if the Bible doesn't have anything to do with our everyday lives, what are we doing here? Why are we making a podcast that's going up every day called Revival from the Bible and reading this book all the time if it doesn't make a difference in my everyday life? Well, what we're going to see, especially in God's Word today, is that it does. It really does. And not just the Bible itself, our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ should have an incredible impact in our lives, not just in thoughts that we think when we're at church on Sundays, but where we live every single day of the week. And that's what I want to talk about today as we look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 25. Yesterday, I mentioned how this chapter is so valuable. And if I had to recommend one chapter in particular to a new believer, I would highlight Colossians chapter three, because it reminds us of who we are. Then it shows us these are the things we should not be doing. And these are the things that we should be doing. And I really want to highlight to you today, those things in verses 12 through 25, especially at the end. But I want you to note how it starts. Verse 12, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So even notice that the first things that it's telling a Christian to do, none of them are external rituals. That's not what Colossians is about. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is not about, well, you know, I'm going to go pray these prayers, go to this place and, you know, say this thing or make this sign or eat this thing. That's not the basics of the Christian life. It's, it's something that changes in our hearts. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And even then it talks about forgiveness as God has forgiven us and putting on love and peace. And then, oh, here, this, this should be like one of our theme verses for revival from the Bible. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. The word of Christ The Bible, man, it should be in our hearts so much so that it overflows. I kind of compare it to like a marinade, right? That we should be so soaked in the word of God that it gives us a whole new flavor that comes off to the people we're talking to and in the things that we're doing. Verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father 
through him. Everything in our lives should be about God, whatever we're doing. So the Bible should have incredible impact in whatever we do. But then the chapter really gets down to the bread and butter. It says, wives, husbands, children, fathers, bondservants, and then at the beginning of chapter four, masters. Now, there's definitely some cultural dynamics here and even the institution of slavery that we could dig more into. But I think that what it is, these are called the household codes often. And what it's trying to say is, hey, Christians, let's talk about how what we're talking about should apply to your everyday life, relationships in the household, whether that's wife, husband, child, father, slave, master, whatever it may be. And so I think it very much applies to us. Okay, what about your everyday life? Husbands, wives, children, fathers, uh, workers, bosses, whatever it may be. And so this is my main challenge. We, we look at four different passages every day, but even when I'm reading through God's word, sometimes one of these four passages definitely sticks out the most to me. And I'm trusting that's probably true with you as well. And so today I really want you to leave this time and focus on one particular challenge. I want you to think through the biggest parts of your everyday life. And for many of you, it's going to be the exact things that are talked about in this passage. It's going to be your marriage. It's going to be your kids or your parents. And it's going to be, you know, some kind of work that you are involved in. That is your everyday life. Some of you may not be married, but there are, or, or have kids, but there are still certain relationships that are very central in your life and certain things that you are doing every day. What I want you to do is to think through, especially if you are married and if you have kids and, or you're working, read these passages and say, God, is there anything that's really sticking out to me? Is there anything that I'm seeing in my everyday life that isn't what it should be, right? Are you, husbands, are you loving your wives and not being harsh with them? Or right now, while you're listening to this, can you think of a very specific time very recently that you were harsh with your wife? Wives, are you submitting to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord? Fathers, are you not provoking your children? That's something we need to watch out for as Christian parents and Christian fathers even that want to direct our kids. Are we provoking them though? Being inconsistent? Workers, are you really working hard as if Jesus Christ was your boss? Because he is, and he's the one ultimately that's going to reward you for what you are doing. I want you to think about your everyday life and see, man, are there things that aren't what they should be? And now here's where we apply all of Colossians 3 to what we're talking about. The answer is not, okay, here's the things. Let me do better. Let me try harder. No, it goes all the way back to the first verses of this, song, of this chapter. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So what I want you to think through is, okay, let's just use the example of husbands. If you're convicted, man, there are some ways right now where I'm being too harsh 
with my wife. I'm not being patient with her. I'm not being tender in how I'm speaking towards her. The answer is not simply, okay, let's try harder to not do that. No, I got to go all the way back to the beginning and saying, hmm, what is it that I'm not setting my mind on with the things above that's affecting the way that I'm treating my wife? Or if you think, man, my work ethic and performance is not where it should be. Well, then what I want you thinking is, okay, verse two, set your minds on things above, not on things of earth. How am I doing in that? And how is it affecting? I want you to make those connections. Because what we're seeing in Colossians chapter three is Christian morality is not just, hey, do better, try harder, do this. So then God will love you. It, I mean, that doesn't mean there's not effort involved for sure, but it's no, because you've been raised with Christ and you're thinking differently, you have new priorities, a new destiny now that should affect your everyday life. And so I want you to pray about those connections in your own life. Think about what in my daily life isn't reflecting my faith like it should be. And then instead of just, all right, I'm going to try harder in that, start thinking, how should I be thinking differently? What can I be setting my mind on things above to help me with this specific relationship? That's my main challenge for you today is think through your everyday life and really Go back all the way to the beginning of chapter three and think, okay, if I really think that my life is hidden with Christ and God and he's going to appear someday and I'm going to appear with him in glory, how should that reality affect my relationship with my wife, with my husband, with my roommate, with my boss or whatever it may be? let's, Let's think those things. Let's live out our faith every day. Now, let's move on to our other passages today. This is revival from the Bible, after all. And we see an example of that in our Old Testament reading today in Nehemiah chapter 7 and 8. In Nehemiah chapter 7, we, we see a record uh, of, of people uh, that have returned from exile. But in chapter 8, we see now, uh, you know, think about, you know, the Marvel universe and all the movies with all the superheroes and Avengers. And occasionally you'll, you know, get the star of one of the movies that makes an appearance in one of the other movies. Well, the, the star of the book of Ezra now makes an appearance in Nehemiah today as Ezra comes. And I love what they say in verse one and all the people as one man, or sorry, and all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. That that gives a pastor goosebumps right there, right? People gathering together and saying, hey, bring the book. But that's what he does. And it talks about that people were there to help explain. He was reading the law, but then they were also helping people explain what they were reading. Sounds kind of like what we're trying to do on this podcast. But then that sparks a response. The people understand and, and, you know, they, they respond and they're told this day is holy. Do not mourn or weep because the law was convicting them. But then Nehemiah uh, says to them, or it says Nehemiah and Ezra are, are talking to the people. And it says, go your way in verse 10, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That even in the conviction, reading the law of God should bring joy to our lives. We see revival from the Bible right here in the book of Nehemiah, that even though 
The words contained in the law brought conviction. They also brought joy to the people. And I hope even as you think about your everyday life, there's probably going to be some conviction there. But even then, we can rejoice and have joy because of the Lord and who He is. Also, thinking about revival from the Bible, that makes me think of something from our New Testament or a Gospels reading today in Luke chapter 11. Again, a very short section, verses 24 to 28. And 24 to 26 is really connected to the previous passage we read yesterday where Jesus is highlighting, hey, I'm not casting out demons by demons. I'm stronger and that's why I have victory. And then this next section is, yeah, some counterfeit people might be trying to cast out demons, but it's going to end up being worse than it ever was. That's not me. I'm doing something different. But the thing I want to highlight there is in verse 27, when somebody says, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed, basically talking about Mary. And we know Mary, that was a special thing, that she was the mother of the Messiah. Even you think of uh, the angel Gabriel, when he appears and he talks about her as a favored one, right? That was a special thing. But Jesus, I mean, this is the farthest thing from, you know, even what we see in Catholicism with really a worship of Mary. Jesus says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast. That's what I'm encouraging you to do from Colossians chapter three. Hear what God is telling you and do it. And Jesus says, you think Mary's blessed? No, let me tell you who's blessed. Whoever hears my word and does it. And that's unfortunately not what we see in Psalm 95. There's a, it's a great Psalm of worship, you know, two times in the first two verses talking about making a joyful noise, but there is a warning later in the Psalm verse eight, do not harden your hearts. And it's referring back to the Israelites in the wilderness when they put God to the test. That's not what we are supposed to do. And there was consequences for that. So in Luke, we see blessed is he who hears the word of God and does it. And in Psalm 95, we see a warning. Whoa, when we hear the word of God and don't do it, we are hardening our hearts and that is dangerous. So I want to bring that all back to what we're talking about from Colossians chapter three. And I want to encourage you to spend time examining your everyday life, the relationships that are closest to you, asking yourself, does this reflect what God wants it to be and where we see problems? Let's go back to the beginning of Colossians chapter three. Let's set our minds on things above and let's pray, God, if I was really thinking eternally, if I was really thinking at that level How would my everyday life be different? Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.